0: we started dating in 2012
1: oh i'm just kidding halfway
0: through. <laughs> math is hard folks <laughs> math is hard
1: halfway through
0: feeling something creepy on the silver screen a feeling paranormal and a eerie scream when the creepy crawlies and you hold your breath Cause right around the corner is the fear of death A couple K and T's talking ghosts and ghouls Where the slashes never stop And there are no rules If you're looking for the haunts to make you crave seclusion It's time to settle in This is Grim Conclusions Welcome in, welcome in. This is the Grim Conclusions Podcast. I am Kanan. I'm Tina. And we have a great movie for you that you should be prepped on as we start this new series. But first, before we do that, we're going to jump into a section of Do or Die. That's where we answer would-you-rather questions that are more horror movie-based. You ready for this, Tina?
1: Sure thing.
0: I don't think you are. These ones are going to get you I don't like
1: that you can pick them up before I... Answer. I don't like that you get mean, the somebody say has that. to say it. I know, but I want to choose sometimes.
0: Okay, this is only the second time we've done it, so you can pick next time.
1: Fine.
0: All right. So the first one is: Would you rather play with a cursed Ouija board or spend a weekend in a haunted cabin in the woods?
1: See, this is why I don't like you picking them.
0: I mean, I literally just pulled it up. It's not like I've had time to prep and think. I just looked. Well, it
1: up. based off of movies we have watched Ouija boards should just not be messed with at all
0: you haven't watched a lot of the cabin in the woods type horror movies though whereas I have yeah Snowboard. I don't know
1: can I bring someone with me into the cabin in the woods or am I by myself
0: we'll say for both of these you can have someone with you
1: I'm not sure because I go. feel like just the Ouija the board is safer go but safer safer i mean safer in the sense it's like, already
0: telling you it's you're a cursed ouija board so you know it's well it's isn't bad.
1: any ouija board bad
0: i mean maybe
1: uh i think well i don't like haunted houses though how could i live in a place for that's haunted for like three days a cabin yeah
0: do you like paranormal activity and ouija ghosts
1: well, that's going to happen either way. You don't
0: know what's going to happen with the haunted cabin. It could be slasher haunted. It could be... You don't know.
1: Ugh, I think I got to go with the cabin in the woods.
0: Oh, so you flipped there last second, I see.
1: I I'm also just would playing go both with, sides. I would
0: go with the cabin in the woods. A little more to deal with. Um, I feel like Ouija boards are kind of just creepy in their own right and... Usually, just don't you just got all them. sorts of bad things happening when you mess with them, so I'm just like, nah, I'm good with that. Give me the cabin. Hopefully, there's some hiding spots out there. All right, next one. Would you rather be forced to eat a bowl of raw worms um, or have live spiders dumped on your naked body?
1: Um, Neither.
0: No, no. You got to pick. You got to pick one. Go with your gut. Just first instinct.
1: I think I have to do the spiders, but I'm like absolutely terrified of spiders.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going to go with the spiders just because a bowl of raw worms sounds absolutely disgusting. I think
1: I would throw up every time I put one in my mouth. Right, at
0: least with the spiders you don't have to eat them. Granted, feeling them on you is going to be absolutely terrible. It's just going to be the worst excruciating feeling because I know you hate spiders
1: yeah you kill all my spiders, <laughs> and I could be like ten feet away from the spider and still be terrified
0: If the spider gets away you don't you can't fall asleep
1: yes, which is why we recently well not recently, but when we were living in our apartment, I went to bed and I found this spider. And Kanan literally had to like flip the entire mattress to make sure that we could kill this damn spider for me to sleep.
0: It like got into a creak of a wall and I had to take a hammer and like hammer on the wall to get it to come out and then kill it. Yeah. You were tripping.
1: I was. So for so me to say spiders. spiders, that's a big...
0: You're going to take the spiders.
1: I think I have to.
0: That is crazy. I would not have expected that whatsoever. I
1: don't think I could eat a bullworm, so...
0: All right, all right. Last one, okay? Last one for this episode. Would you rather be trapped in a house with a murderer, but you can't hear? Kind of like Hush, our last film that we listened to. Mm-hmm. Or would you rather be trapped in a house with a murderer, and you can't see? Here. Here, huh?
1: Yeah, I want... Because if I can see the person, well, I'm not sure. Because... With hearing, like you can see how close or far away a person is, you can kind of like navigate through your, especially if you know your own house. If this is a house you know, like you are familiar with, I feel like you know, you can like you would be better off with hearing rather than seeing.
0: But if you're pretty familiar with the house, I guess I see what you're saying there. I see what you're but, saying. But
1: like, if you if you are familiar with the house, there's the other end, like you would know, you would be able to navigate, like, okay. I hear their footsteps are far away, they're probably in the bathroom compared to where I am, you know. Like I don't know, that's hard, but I feel like I think I would still be better with Because, like I would rather, wanna see you would I would rather wanna see.
0: Have no hearing. I think so. I'm I'm stuck on this one because I feel like it would be a lot more difficult to find out that there was a murderer if you can't see. You know what I mean? Like you that's might true. hear like, a person in your house, but you don't necessarily know they're a murderer unless they flat out tell you. I'm gonna...
1: Well, they could pretend to be a friend.
0: Right. Or something. You never know. Whereas, like, even in Hush, we saw that she once she finally saw him, um, that he made his intentions kind of clear and she could read lips and things like that. hmm But, man, there were so many occasions that she could have got out of that situation if she was able to hear. Like... When she, when that dude came to help the neighbor friend,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like if she could have heard him a lot earlier, then she wouldn't have put him in the position where he ended up, you know, later.
1: Mm-hmm. So you know. <laughs> well,
0: I figure we can't really spoiler alert for a movie, you know. You you know.
1: Well, you just kind <laughs> of basically gave it away. No, I just
0: said you know, so you know. All right. Well, that's a tough one. I think my answer is also going to be hearing. I don't like that I answered the same as you on every single one, but the cards just went that way. Clearly, we're a couple. All right, let's jump into the movie. (laughs) So we're starting a film series. Our next few episodes are going to be about The Conjuring universe, and we have to kick it off with the first one, the original. So our very first film in this series is The Conjuring. Tina, why don't you tell them a little bit about what this movie is about, in your own words, without spoiling.
1: Okay. This movie – I know we're going to get into reviews in a minute, but I just love it so much. Um, this movie is about a family who moves into a new home. Um, they move um. into this new home – and um, it's a big, big family, big house, whatever, but it's a really run-down home.
0: Like six kids, big family.
1: Yeah. It's a really run-down home, and um, they're basically going to fix it up and make it their new family home. Well, a lot of weird, creepy things start happening in the house, and they call Ed and Lorraine Warren, which are these spiritual
0: demonologists
1: navigators yeah known as demonologists and um they kind of decide whether or not something paranormal is happening or if it's just the fact that it's an old house and you know
0: which ironically they live in a very
1: old house
0: well no they live in an area that is very near to ed and and warren that's something i kind of oh. just put together is like it's not like they're across the country like because mm-hmm. Uh, the mom of the household ends up going to one of their workshops that they teach that's nearby their house. I thought that was mm-hmm. interesting.
1: Interesting. So, new information. And then, you know, they just they go through the house. They do their research. They try to come up with every reason not to think it's paranormal.
0: Because most situations aren't, Are not. they say. Yep.
1: yep. And come to find out, it definitely is. And um, a lot of stuff from there.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's like so many just creepy, eerie things that are happening in this household. Like the clocks are always stopping at three o seven a.m. Mm-hmm. They're hearing ghosts, and they're hearing kids, and their dog. Laughing. Their dog won't come in the house. Mm-hmm. Laughing, you know, doors opening and closing by themselves. They find a cellar that they didn't even know about in this new house. Mm-hmm. All sorts so of crazy there's been things. A
1: lot of pla- a lot of the different hiding places that go through like the nooks and crannies of the house are all boarded up too Mm -hmm. so they're kind of navigating through this new house but also trying to figure out what the why is this so creepy why are these weird things happening so with that how about we just jump in to how you felt about the movie
0: yeah i mean overall i like it i would recommend it um
1: you like it that's it
0: i mean it's a really good fi- film
1: it's a really good film
0: yeah tina it's a really good film
1: <laughs> i am i think supposed it's to be like amazing... this is
0: perfection you cannot get better than this this is it this is the point you might as well quit from now on well is that what you wanted from
1: i me? think it is probably one of my favoriteest movies of all time
0: Favoritist? that's yeah. not even a word well
1: it's a tina word
0: okay tina Um, No, I really like the film. I would recommend it. I think it has great jump scares. I think it has great eeriness. I think that the storyline is really well done. Uh, Sitting through, I mean, we've both seen this movie probably eight, ten times. This is a really good movie. It's rewatchable. It still hits well. One thing that we're now experiencing is we can watch our horror movies in surround sound with a sound bar, and then we have uh, two speakers that are coming from the back of us as well, so those jump scares just really hit home. They really Mm -hmm. hit hard, and so it adds to a whole new environment for us, which is kind of cool. How about you? Would you recommend it overall? I mean, clearly. Obviously. Would you say fantastic
1: Favoritist?
0: Favoritist. My bad. I was close. (laughs) Keep up. Both start with an F and an ist.
1: Just keep up.
0: All right. I'll keep up.
1: So I absolutely love this movie. I remember the first time Kane and I watched it, oh my gosh, at least five years ago, six years ago. It was a long time ago. I think we watched it when it
0: it came out, when it released. Yeah,
1: but I don't remember the year of it, but it was a really long time ago. We've been together for a long time, you guys.
0: Too long, you know? (laughs)
1: Oh, shush. (laughs) So, I remember watching it in theaters, which is like a whole new level experience with scary movies sometimes. And I cried. I remember crying at how afraid I was. And I think that's awesome now because I just love it so much.
0: Yeah, I cried too.
1: No, you didn't. (laughs) Anyway, so I remember crying in theaters. I... It, like, gets easier the more you watch it, but even now, like, I just love it so much. And especially now that I've seen all of, like, the whole Conjuring Universe series. All
0: that are released.
1: All that are released, come. yeah. I love it even more. Um, And I think, like, for me, I've seen a lot of scary movies growing up and stuff, too. This movie was, like, set a whole new bar for me as far as, like, the level of what scary movies could go.
0: For sure. I think that... As we go through these next ones again, and we're really starting to nitpick. Because when we watch these, we usually have just watched them for entertainment. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, we're trying to pick out the flaws. We're trying to pick out those intricate connections. And so, it's just like, I think we're going to find more things we like. And hopefully, only a few more things that we dislike. But hopefully, Mm -hmm. it doesn't rub us the wrong way. But this first one, I think, still hits really well. so. So, let's jump right into the ratings then. How... Would you rate the storyline for this movie on a scale of 1 to 10? 10 being this movie could be great even if it wasn't a scary movie, the story was so good. 1 being uh, what was this movie about?
1: <laughs> well, I don't think the storyline of this movie could not be a scary movie. Well,
0: you get what I mean. Like, it's just a really good, intriguing storyline. Yeah,
1: doesn't... I guess. Yeah, I think that I would still rate this storyline as like an eight and a half, nine. 9 I'll go with 9 just because I'm biased and I really like the movie. But, um, yeah, I would go with a 9. I really like how they flowed through it and especially, like, they connected a lot of pieces throughout the whole movie, which I liked.
0: For sure. I think I will give it – I'm right up there with you, but I think I'm going to give it an 8.5 right under you. Uh, I think it's really good overall. The thing I do like is that they explain a lot of things as you go. They don't just assume that you have the knowledge of demons or spiritual world or they really just dumb it down for you. But not to the point where it's like, oh, my God, this is stupid. They dumbed it down. But it's like Mm -hmm. they're very informational. And it's naturally informational. Like it's not like forced upon you. Right. Exactly. So that part is great. They build up the family really well and kind of their relationship. So overall, I think that it's it's really solid. There are a couple of things that I kind of—they're not super like oh this ruined the movie for me type things, but mm-hmm. like things that stood out more for me a little bit more. This yeah, there was time a around. couple
1: things that for me now seeing it so many times, I was like. I think that could have been done a little bit better. Right. So we can talk about those later.
0: But let's cross over to scare factor then, scale of 1 mm-hmm. to 10. Scariness, eeriness, tension, how is you, How is it for you,
1: scale of 1 to 10? Well, if you've never seen it yet, I would give it a, maybe a 10, maybe a 9, um, 9.5, somewhere around there, but for me now, I would drop it maybe to like a seven but that's
0: solely because you've seen it eight times right. and you know everything that's yeah gonna happen. so if
1: nobody's if you guys are listening if you've never seen this before oh gosh watch an animated like happy animal movie when you get done with this book <laughs> this this movie because you'll need to be be uh in a good place before you go to bed
0: yeah no i so i will give it a nine on the scariness tension factor because even now I know things are coming and I still I still like well the first one I said to you I was like that still got me but it was also because the surround sound that we had I was like I felt that like Mm -hmm. usually it's just like oh wow that I didn't expect it but I expected it but the, like, full bass and speakers that, like, shook us while we were watching it. I was like, whoa, yep, that got me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, some things still hit really well, even upon five, six watches. You know it's coming. And there's some things that are just like, oh, that I- this scene messed with me mm-hmm. when we first saw it. And mm-hmm. now it's like, watching it again, it's still like, oh, the scene is so gross and creepy. And so I think it was really done well, and I'd definitely give it a nine.
1: So with that, if you have not watched yet, please stop here. I'm sure a lot of people have seen this at this point since it is older. But if you haven't, stop the podcast right now because we're going into spoiler alerts and all of our good stuff. Otherwise, keep listening and we're going to jump into our bitching hour oh bitch bitch bitch
0: all right so the flaws do you want to start with your flaws or do you
1: i do want to start with mine all right so one thing that i did not like and this is one of the things that i found that i was learning like after watching it this time around after seeing it so many times but the thing that i wish they did better was the progression of the mother being possessed by who was it the other mom the witch lady or something yeah it was a witch that was trying to possess the mom to kill all her children that's basically what was happening
0: and Um, it's been happening for years for everyone that's been on this witch's land
1: yes so um mom started out all of a sudden getting like bruises on her body and the husband said Hey, hun, you should get that checked out. And she was like, yeah, I will. That's super weird. And everything seemed fine. Well, then we learned that it was actually the witch trying to get herself into the mom. Especially
0: breaking her down and like...
1: Yeah, creating her to be vulnerable pretty much so she could be the new host for this witch. Anyway, it seems like it was just from like zero to a hundred really fast. Like there was no progression... At the end of the movie, all of a sudden, like, Lorraine Warren, one of the demonologists, the couple, she says, she finds out that the mother is trying to kill her children, that's what the whole thing's about. So they run back to try to grab her, because she kidnaps two of her kids to bring back to the house to kill them. And all of a sudden, she's this, like, crazy person who's possessed, and we had no... Seen any really any traces of that happening except for the bruises that started appearing on her body. Other than that, there was no indication that like something was happening with her, and so for me, that was just kind of like not very well put together.
0: But I do think to counter it, there's that moment in the scene where Lorraine is folding the clothes outside, and then the sheet disappears off or like blows off of one of the clothes act pins, and it shows a person like underneath the sheet. And then the sheet bounces up to the window and hits the window. Mm -hmm. And then you see a person standing in the window looking at Lorraine. And Lorraine runs in because she knows something's wrong. And then you see the scene where this witch or whatever is hovering above the mom while she's taking a nap. And, like, wakes her up. And, like, she's, like, trying to scream, but she can't. And then the witch, like, spits into her mouth, so (laughs) to speak. Kind of gross, but... And that was essentially the witch, kind of the demon or whatever, taking over. And that was the moment where she was hitting Yeah, but,
1: like, she still seemed normal <clears throat> up until.
0: But that right after that, so she was, like, puking or whatever in the bathroom when Lorraine found her. And she's like, oh, I just felt sick. And then Lorraine was, like, trying to talk to her. And she's like, oh, I hear Roger and the kids and, like, took off right away. So I think it was the demon, like, kind of being like, nope, I know not to talk to you. I'm going to. Act Mm. like everything's normal, so to speak. I guess. Because that is happening later towards the end of the movie. And the only other scene after that that we really see the mom again is when they're leaving to the motel. And then the next time you hear about it, she's bringing the kids back to the house. So, like, clearly something was really off after that encounter between Lorraine and her and seeing that scene. with.
1: Yeah. I still would have liked to see more.
0: Right. No, I think there could have been more development with... Maybe why the breakdown was happening with the mother or maybe more things showing the mother breaking down, which there kind of was. I
1: think that's what I wanted, just to see the mom breaking down more. I
0: think there was. It was just more subtle, like one of my favorite scenes that we'll get to later. I'll kind of dive into that and talk about it a little bit. Okay. But My Flaw, uh, I have two of them. So My Flaw is something, it's not like critical to the movie. It's not... You know, make or break, but it's when a lot of the things happen at night. I just feel like realistically, other people would wake up because they tend to be pretty loud. One example of this is when the mom thinks she hears someone playing the clap clap game and wakes up and starts looking around the house and is like, oh, all the she goes into every single one of her kids' rooms. They're all sleeping, but then she still hears laughing and claps, so clearly something's up, but then all of a sudden, all the pictures fall off the wall and start shattering and smashing on the ground and rolling down the stairs. I'm like, okay, somebody's waking up from that, because there was a time when we woke up, or when you were up in the morning getting ready for work, and you dropped a whole bunch of plates and stuff in the sink on accident or something, and my body jolted up from all the crashing and everything so i'm like
1: someone just the fact that like the demon or the witch or whoever was attacking specifically that person because like the banging on the door or like the pulling or you know that happened with the daughter in the bedroom and stuff they like you would have thought that like somebody would have heard that too like, when they would bang on the door and nobody would come. That's what
0: I'm saying. It's, like, all of these little things that are happening at night, I just feel like that was a flaw of, like, I feel like other people would have heard. And
1: yeah, but if it's only attacking that specific person at the it, time, I wonder... But even so, the I mean, noise... I don't know how The it works. noise
0: itself is still a noise. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when we saw that one daughter's hair get pulled, everybody saw it. Like... The thing happening still happens. It's not like only one person can see it sort of thing. I guess. So like when a bunch of like 10, 20 framed pictures are shattering on the ground and rolling down the stairs, you're going to wake up and hear that. I mean, just things like that. It's, It's again, not make or break, but it was like, okay, come on, come on now. But my other flaw was a little bit bigger. And it's the scene where Lorraine is helping them and she falls into the basement at one point. And this is where she kind of figures out what's going on. She's -hmm. seeing these ghosts and putting things two and two together and realizing what happened in this house and what's going down. But then when she's trying to run out of the basement and go back upstairs, she gets kind of choked up by her necklace which her daughter gave to her in an earlier scene. And then it gets left down there, which then brings into later in the movie, how the ghost or demon or spirit or whatever gets into her house and messes with the daughter too.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I thought all that was kind of unnecessary and useless.
1: I agree with you. That was also one of my flaws is that the scene with Jenny or Judy, her name is, that's her daughter's name. I was just like, This this didn't need to happen. It
0: literally happened so they could bring Annabelle back in. Because in the beginning, in the opening, Annabelle is such a creepy thing. But it doesn't really have to do with this movie. Mm
1: -hmm. But it's so
0: creepy that they're like, oh, we got to bring that back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so then they bring it back in with Judy's fear of it. And then when Judy goes into that room and sees someone like combing Annabelle's hair, I'm pretty sure that's the witch spirit combing it.
1: Yeah, but I do think... So we can get into this the farther along we get into the series, but really the conjuring is not the movie that should come first. No, this no, is just for an sure. order of like so I think if I'm going to think of the other perspective for a second, I think they brought animal back or did that scene to bring Animal back because this really isn't the first movie of the series.
0: True, but I don't know that they officially knew they were going with the whole universe when they made the first one. I think it got such a good review that then they're like, okay, people were scared of that Annabelle scene, and people were scared of Annabelle, and it was so creepy. Let's make Annabelle its own thing. Okay, now we've done that. It's kind of hit and miss with people. Let's expand further and show why that, like, that's how this whole thing kind of developed, I think.
1: I agree. So maybe it was just a smart play, or we just don't know what's going on with the director's head, you know? I know
0: why they did it, because they wanted, they knew it was creepy, and they knew it would scare people. But the scene itself was kind of useless. It didn't apply to the rest of the entire movie. movie. I agree. And so for me, that was a flaw because you really didn't need to bring it in. It was just strictly for scare and for Annabelle. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, I thought this movie was really good. All right. So I'm ready to jump into some favorite scenes. How about you?
1: Go ahead.
0: All right. I'll go first then. So one of my favorite scenes isn't really a scene. Well, it is a scene and it's not a scene at the same time. So it goes along with how I was talking about how they just really explain things well and they're well educated and they explain it to the audience, not only in the film watcher sense, but like they're doing their own kind of like workshops or like TED talks to college students and things like that throughout the film. The Warrens are Mm -hmm. and they're really explaining why things are happening or the steps of a demonic possession and like all these things. And it's cool because they're explaining it to these students that are interested in potentially studying it. I'm guessing maybe they're philosophy majors or something like that.
1: Theologists. Exactly.
0: So it's cool because they're breaking it down for that, but they're also breaking it down for us, the viewers. And it kind of opens it up for that. But all of the different things they talk about, I just think it's really cool because it's so subtle, but it's also so informative. But then it ties into a very specific scene where they're in the Warrens' house. And one of the, like, newspaper people or detect, I don't know who it is, but they come in and he's, like, looking around their, like, haunted room where they bring all the items back to their house after they've figured out what was the main thing of causing the horror, the terror of people like Annabelle, the doll itself. Mm -hmm. So they bring all these trinkets and things, whatever's haunted, back to their house in this blessed and secured room in their home. And it was funny because the detective or I don't know if it's a detective or journalist. I'm just going to run with journalist for now. The journalist is like speaking to them and he's like, why would you keep all of these things in your house? They're all haunted. Like, isn't that a terrible idea? And Ed Warren's kind of like, it's just like uh, keeping guns off the streets. You don't like people can have them, but like you want them in a safe and in a contained environment yeah so like you want them with people who are educated enough to deal with them or use them when they need to or whatever mm-hmm. so that was cool but then he's also like well why not just burn them and then ed goes that just destroys the vessel that they're inhibiting and sometimes it's better to keep the genie inside the lamp and i thought that was such a cool like way to phrase it of you know the the doll or the trinket itself isn't the haunted thing It's just whatever the demon or the spirit is attached. That's what it's attached to. If you get rid of that, it'll latch onto something else. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: he's like that. That phrase and that metaphor was just so cool to me, and I thought it was a really cool scene overall.
1: Yeah, I think they do a really great job of educating the audience because you know, I know that some people are super like, oh, I don't believe in ghosts and things like that, or you know, this whole topic that they're running with is kind of like, I don't know, people either tend to think it's stupid or they get really uncomfortable by it, so like, you know, knowledge is power, and I feel like they just did a really good job of informing us what really goes on, like when we watch a paranormal movie, or whether you do believe that this is something that happens in real life, and kind of what you said with your favorite scene, well... Your It seems like your favorite scene was kind of the educational piece. And bring yeah, I have another away. one
0: I'll talk about too, but that was like yeah, one of the biggest Yeah, so things. running
1: with that, one of my favorite scenes was actually, so like before and after the movie starts, there's like a written like scroll that goes through. And I don't know if, why, but for me, like that just made the whole story feel so much more real in a sense. Like there was documentation that this was a real thing. This was a real family that went through this experience. Ed and Warren are real, <laughs> and then the end like it explains like
0: Ed and Lorraine. Just want Ed think and
1: Lorraine. Thing. Sorry, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah, <laughs> um, they're real people who do this for a living and help families like this. And then at the end, it talks about how like the devil exists, God exists, and like you know this is a real situation that can take place and stuff like that. So for me. That was the part that just overall just like honed everything in and got me to think like, okay, this this is a real thing. Like this really happens and could happen anywhere to anybody. So I think that's why I get super scared about it too. <laughs>
0: all right. So then another favorite scene of mine is all of the hiding clap scenes. They're so Ooh, good. Yeah. And I remember when we very first saw this movie – we're uh in college and a lot of us were like yo we got to play this game <laughs> we were just like we didn't play the I game i know but i'm saying like that's just how like it was so intriguing it's like hide and seek on steroids and it's just such a creepy new
1: we should explain how this game works oh yeah
0: for sure it's it's a new thing so it's the kids they blindfold whoever's it so to speak They blindfold them, spin them around, get them all dazed and confused, and then they all scatter as this person like kind of counts down from 10 to 1 or whatever, and they go hide somewhere. And then the person who is it walks around blindfolded in whatever environment, so their house in this case, and they get three times to say, "Clap." Clap. clap for me. So essentially they'll say first clap, second clap, third clap. And when they say that, You, as the hider, have to clap from where you are, two claps, and then the person blindfolded is trying to find you based on those claps and your location and trying to use the hearing and finding you from that spot, essentially. And so the first time they do it is right away when they move into the house. Does this change
1: your answer from the do or die segment where?
0: No, no, I'm, (laughs) I'm I'm keeping it the same thing. Okay. But first time they do this is at the beginning of the movie when they're just moving into the house to introduce the game. But, you know, like, oh, God, this is going to come back later and it's going to be creepy. Mm -hmm. Second time, it does get a little creepy and it's just the mom and the youngest daughter who doesn't go to school yet. And she's like, oh, will you play with me? And the mom's like, nah. And she's like, come on, nobody else lets me play, please. So she's like, fine. So the mom counts. She says first clap, here's claps, starts going, says so second clap, here's claps, starts going. She ends up in one of the daughter's rooms, and she's like, I think I know where you are. And then she's like, because she hears the, the wardrobe doors open. And she's like, oh, she gave herself away as she messed with the doors, so now I really know where she is. So she said third clap, and then you just hear a really slow clap, clap. Like You a taunting see the hands, hands yep. in the background yep. coming you see out the hands of the wardrobe. Come out and you hear the clap real slow. And she's like, he hey, and like goes over there and starts feeling in the wardrobe. And then she's like kinda has like that what the hell mm-hmm. feeling. Because she's not finding anybody there.
1: Right.
0: And then she hears a noise from like far out, not in that room. And so she pulls her blindfold down and like starts looking and doesn't see anything. And then her daughter pops in from the doorway and says, you took your mask off, you cheater. I wasn't, I wasn't even in here. I was way over blah. And the mom all of a sudden is like pooping herself. Super
1: confused. Because she's
0: like, I heard a clap in here.
1: Yeah. And it's
0: just like, you're like, oh, God, that was creepy.
1: And we saw the clap in there. So,
0: But the third one is the worst one. So it's that scene where the mom hears the kids playing hide and clap. It's like, oh, my God, you shouldn't be up. It's too late. Goes and looks in all the kids' rooms. They're all knocked out. They're all sleeping. Then she, all the picture frames fall down, and she's kind of pooping herself a little bit. Then all of a sudden, she hears laughing around downstairs and stuff. So she goes down there.
1: In the cellar that they discovered <clears throat> that they didn't know they had. Right.
0: So she goes down there, and she sees the light is on, and she's like, Oh, like, I'm going to lock you guys down here, blah, blah, blah. And she turns around to go back up because she took, like, one step down. She goes back up to shut the door and get out of there. The door slams shut on her, pushes her all the way down the stairs. She falls down the stairs, and then she freaks out, tries to get back up the stairs. As she's running up them, the light shatters downstairs in the basement, and she is lighting the matchbox, which the father left down there when he first discovered the mm-hmm. the cellar. So she's lighting these matches and, like, looking around and, like, the matches keep going on. She's like, I don't know what you want, but, like, uh, like leave me alone or something like that. And lights a second one and it's, like, by her arm or her, her – yeah, it's by her face. And she's, like, holding it out, trying to, like, look around and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, clap, clap right next to her ears. You see these hands appear and clap right next to her. And then she starts screaming and there's a struggle. And that is the scene I was referring to a little earlier of how it's breaking her down. That whole time, they're mentally just really tearing her down. She knows something is wrong. The spirits are messing with her and she can't explain it. But she also can't really go to anybody else and be like, there's somebody playing clap because then... They'll think she's nuts, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're really tearing her down inside and out and making her fear and panic and doubt herself and
1: But I wish they would have done something more. Stuff more like that. Because like for me, I wish they would have shown her go somewhere and say, Help me, help me, something's wrong and they're just like, Oh, you're just crazy or like even the church when later on Ed and Lorraine Warren asked to perform an exorcism. Or want a permission for them to come seek out or bless the house or whatever. And the pastor goes, they're not a part of the church. And so, like, they kind of touched on, like, how why, like, these this family couldn't be helped in certain circumstances. But I just feel like, from Lorraine's perspective, I wish I would have seen more of that.
0: For sure, I get that. But overall, that whole scene, that yeah. scene was great.
1: Yeah, that was the clap game don't we played it in college and like
0: we really messed with someone like yeah we we all went on the roof of our house and then (laughs) had the person looking all in the house and whatnot and then we were sticking our hands in the window and clapping and then coming back out she was all sorts of scared and it was great yeah anyways should we move on to my favorite segment Sure. All right, it's time for our oh shit moments.
1: Hold up. Nah. What? We gotta go back home, man. Why? I pooped my pants. Why don't you go this time first?
0: So, I'm gonna tell you when I poop my pants. <laughs> the first time I pooped my pants, we're gonna blame it on surround sound, but it was still good. So, and it's right away. It gets you started off right away. And first
1: of all, you said. The time I pooed my pants, and now you're saying two times.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. I had a couple of shit moments in this one. <laughs> but um, no, the first one happens right away. It's in that Annabelle introduction. And it's just the pounding. Like, there's all sorts of pounding that happens in and the doors fast. and stuff. It's fast, and it's swift, and it's unexpected. Like, it's expected, but it's not expected sort of thing. So, man, but that in surround sound, I was just like, Ooh, okay, yep, okay, you got me there. We're good. I see it now. But, yeah, when you first do it, I mean, it's great. It gets you going, and got me going. So, I'll let you go, and then I'll say my second one.
1: My oh, shit moment. It might be the same as mine. Yeah,
0: no, and that's why I wanted to let you go uh, right away, just in case. This
1: is the, okay, guys, this is the this is the scene where I started crying in okay, the movie yep. no, theater. this is
0: definitely my second one, so you're good.
1: I refer to it as the dresser scene. It's like midway through the movie, yeah. and the daughter, the older daughter, I think, that she has this room to herself. But um, previously, earlier, there's the, one of the daughters, or one of her sisters, has a tendency to sleepwalk. So that's where we kind of weren't sure right away, like, is this paranormal or not? Because this is a normal thing for one of the daughters to do is sleepwalk. So she sleepwalks into her other sister's room, and she goes to this wardrobe closet, which we mentioned before. There's a lot of things that happen with this freaking closet. And um, she just starts banging her head on this door, like, slow and steady, repeatedly, whatever. The older... Daughter or sister comes and grabs his, her dad and says, "Hey, something's wrong with so and so. We're really bad with names in this one. There's a lot of them.
0: It's a lot of names to remember. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure one of the names is Susan. No, no, no. It's like Nancy is one of them for sure. But I don't, I don't think it's this one. Anyway, keep going.
1: Anyway, so she says, I think so and so is, you know, something's wrong with her. She's never done this before." And then she, um the dad runs up to grab her, puts his hand on her head so she doesn't keep banging on the hard wood, and says she's just sleepwalking. And then um you know she says, well I I remember don't wake her up if she sleepwalking. He said, yeah, we'll just bring her back to bed, and that was that. And then you know the scene with the mom and the youngest with the clap game, yada yada yada. Well now I don't even remember how it came to be. It
0: happens. When the mom gets stuck in the basement and the clap clap behind her, so the mom's trapped so in the basement. It's almost like when the shit the hits dark. the fan. Oh, that night was the worst night because yeah. the dad also was gone on a trip and was just returning. Oh, yeah, that's when right. This happens.
1: So she's locked in the basement. Um, the oldest, I think, it's the oldest daughter that gets attacked. Yeah. it's not. Yeah, it's no. not the same sleepwalker one.
0: The sleepwalker one. She lays her into the bed. Yeah, and then she hears it going off. Again.
1: Yeah. So she wakes up, it's a loud bang, and then she wakes wait, wait, up. Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. we got to prep this. Oh. So she wakes up to just the repeated banging again, because her sister's in her room again, banging yeah. her head on the dresser again. So she's like, okay, you can sleep with me. And she like puts her hand in front of her head and leads her back to the bed like she saw her dad do earlier. Mm-hmm. And then she gets ready to lay in the bed with her. And she starts hearing the banging again on the wardrobe doors. Yeah. And her sister's in front of her now.
1: And at the time, like, you see something, like, at the top of the shelf. But, like, you can't tell, like, what it is right away. You just, like, something's not right. And then she all of a sudden just flashes up to the top of the wardrobe. Because the sister,
0: the one sister in the bed, sits up. And her eyes, like, shoot open. Yeah. And she, like, kind of points and, like, almost screams. Yeah. And that's when the oldest sister turns around and looks.
1: And sees. And it's like this, I'm pretty sure it's the witch lady. Just like, I can't even like get the image out of my head. Oh, it's so creepy. It's like she's so evil and twisted looking and she's just like crawling there. She just jumps on the on the older sister and starts attacking her. But then she's screaming, screaming, screaming. And all the family like runs in or whatever. That's, and then nobody's yep, there. Yep. Like it, it, the witch lady's not there. It's like invisible. Yeah, it was... It's, like, the most...
0: That was a scene, for sure. That uh, was...
1: But if, you could almost argue that as one of my favorite scenes, too, because, like, it got me so good. If there's
0: any scene that scares the shit out of 90% of people, it's that scene
1: right Yeah. There. It's so good. But anyway, that was mine. That's when I cried in the movie theater. <laughs> and it still creeps me out now, but I can at least tolerate it.
0: The only other thing that's kind of creepy... But it's not, like, an old shit moment. It's just, like, kind of eerie, gives you, like, goosebumps and stuff. It's towards the end when the mom is super possessed and they're trying to do an exorcism and stuff. And then it's just, like, that whole segment where it's, like, you hear the guy in the kitchen go, I found April. She's underneath oh, the kitchen. Yeah. And the mom's head just whips around. And she's, like, doing this evil little crawl around. thing under the house and grabs the scissors and almost, like, stabs her. And then uh, they start saying the demon's name and, like... Uh, condemning it to hell or whatever and you see its head like whip around and it's just like the face Mm -hmm. is just absolutely disgusting and just eerie and Mm -hmm. that that scene is pretty good too overall it's not something that we jump from but
1: the guy who's looking for the youngest daughter he like doesn't re- he doesn't really know the backstory of like the witch lady possessing the mom to kill her kids, so he's just trying to like let everybody know, hey, I found her, I'm gonna get her to a safe place, and he doesn't realize like that was probably the worst thing you could have done
0: at that exact time, yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: so it was just like no, but it's all good at the end,
0: right, all right, so that about wraps up most of this movie. We're excited to. Kind of take the movies that we move on from now and tie them back to this one, which will be fun.
1: One thing you mentioned, too, I don't know if this is an interpretation thing, but, like, you mentioned you really like how they bring you through the house at the beginning. Yeah, they did that. The way they, like, have the lens and, like, I don't know, it was so, like, I don't know how to explain it. but creative. Yeah, it was a good, cool wraparound, and it gets you familiar with the house.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've already... This is spoiler alert for anybody listening we've already watched number two again as well and recorded that podcast kind of weird that we recorded that one first so watch this
1: one and then watch the next one for mm, next week
0: yep exactly but they introduced the house or the apartment in number two very similar way of how they use the camera work to show you the entire house the entire mm-hmm. apartment in a creative way that doesn't make you think, oh, this is boring. What are they doing? But it also introduces the house so you feel like you know the house. You've been mm-hmm. there. You know what is connected to what and where leads to where. And it's so cool just to see how they do that And type it's of also
1: stuff. like for this one, they're moving into the house and they're learning how the right. house works too. So it's almost like you're a part of that investigation right. and exploration. So I liked that about this one especially.
0: Super cool overall. Um, so clearly, we would usually ask, do you want a sequel? And we, we know, know there's there a bunch. Is one. So we're going to go ahead and keep telling you about those sequels in our next episodes. Next week, we have The Conjuring 2. And then from there, we'll move on to The Annabelles. But uh Conjuring 2 is your next homework assignment. So tune in for that one.
1: If you don't watch it, you get an F.
0: F minus.
1: Minus? Yep. Wow.
0: <laughs> but. Thanks for tuning in. We're having a fun time doing these. If you have other series, other individual movies, send them our way once we finish this Conjuring stuff. We'll be sure to hit some of those. It's October, so I feel like... Or it's almost October. Not quite, but it's almost... Don't
1: dump the gun yet. It's
0: almost October. By the time you're listening to this, it'll probably be October. Maybe not. By the time you're listening to number two, it'll be October. But... (laughs) uh we're probably gonna watch a lot of scary movies in this month it's I also so. your birth month it is so lots of scary movies hopefully lots of podcasts and you will tune in and give us those suggestions check us out on facebook twitter all, all the places the you can find podcasts spotify apple podcast iHeartRadio, radio stitcher overcast pocket cast listen Notes, you name it so check us out there Leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you could. We would love that. Follow us on Spotify if you can. Uh, make sure you're getting the notifications, getting those new episodes, and we'll keep cranking them out. So, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. And this is KT signing off. See you.
1: Bye.